This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Can we all just lift up our voices in joyful thanksgiving as we begin to thank God for all that He is, for all that He has done, for His never-ending kindness, for His sure mercies that has found us and placed us on higher ground. Father Lord, we give you thanks. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness over this house. Father, we are grateful. Lord, we are grateful. We have come today again to say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you are, for all that you mean. Lord, we give you praise for this time of fellowship. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit that is here this morning. And thank you because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Father, we acknowledge your spirit. Lord, and we ask, oh God, even for liberty in this place this morning, expressions of liberty of the spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Let all flesh be silent. Let your voice be heard. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we have given thanks. In Jesus' name we have given thanks. Hallelujah. How many of us are grateful for God's sure mercies that has found expression in our lives, that has placed us on higher ground, that has set us above every limitation, every obstacle, every plan of the devil. Can we give God praise right where you are? Hallelujah. Our God indeed is a good God. He's faithful. His steadfast love never ceases. His mercies, they never come to an end. They are new every morning. And there are new mercies for us even this morning. Hallelujah. Can we thank God one more time for our father and our mother in the house through whom God has graciously organized the conference and blessed our lives. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma. We love you. God strengthen you, uphold you with his right hand of his righteousness in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to sing one more song very quickly. Victory is ours as we sing unto Jesus. Hallelujah. How many of us have the victory this morning? Oh, 
second corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 second corinthians 2 14 so let's read it together now thanks be to god which always caused us to triumph in christ and make it manifest the savour of his knowledge by us in every place. Amen. So this morning I'll be sharing with us on an exhortation I have titled Thankful Living. Can you look at your neighbour and say, Neighbour, oh neighbour, are you living thankfully? You may be seated. Amen. So this text that we have read says, Thanks be unto God, which caused us to triumph where where do we triumph we triumph in christ and it says and make it manifest the savour the fragrance the knowledge of his knowledge by us in every place everywhere that we go we go with this fragrance of christ's triumph the new king james version talks about he describes it as a diffusion now if we are familiar with basic science Diffusion is when something, molecules move from a region of what? Higher concentration to a place of lower concentration. So the key word here is that God always leads us to triumph. Did we see that word always? Always means what? Every time without exception. Now I looked at the word triumph and it says to triumph is to succeed or to win in a spectacular way. Hallelujah. So we don't just win, but we win, we overcome, we triumph in a way that is remarkable. It is spectacular and it always happens. It means that regardless of how it seems, regardless of what is going on, we what? Always triumph. And then if we say triumph, it connotes that there is some kind of opposition. It means that there is something that was standing in the way of us, something that was standing in the way of of what we were trying to achieve or where we were trying to go and that that thing has been overcome and that's why we talk about what we talk about victory hallelujah so psalms 19 tells us that the heavens declare the glory of the lord the firmament showed his handiwork it means that the glory of god is everywhere already it means that it can be seen in the heavens it can be seen on the earth but then habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14 says that the earth will be full of what the knowledge of the glory of god hallelujah so do we see that there's a difference here the glory of god is everywhere the heavens declare his glory the stars the moon the firmament but how will the world know come to know about god's glory it is by observing the victory of god that is being expressed in our lives hallelujah so we sing pastor nathaniel bassi's song that says um uh, this Jehovah Nisi, you are my banner. He says, you, are, you surround me with many victories. And then I was sharing with someone, and I said, do you know that when we sing this song, you surround me with many victories? It means that initially we were, what? Surrounded with many trials, many temptations, many situations that gave us concern. Because to be surrounded by victories, you must have been surrounded by something that you needed to overcome. Do we understand? But God, what? He always causes us to triumph. Hallelujah. So 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, There is no temptation that has taken you, but such as is what? Common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above that which you are able. But with every temptation, he will make a way out. So that what? So that you would overcome. Amen. So the key word here is every 
Somebody say every. Every. So regardless of how it seems, in every temptation, in every trial, in every circumstance, you have the victory. You come out victorious. Hallelujah. So we need to begin to see our lives through the eyes of Jesus. We need to have the right interpretation of the events of our lives. Because the word of God is faithful and is true and it cannot lie. Amen. Amen. So the difference between the interpretation of events that we see when we gather information and the revelation of the Spirit is the breath of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So the Spirit of God takes things, take circumstances when we look at them in the ordinary from just information upon information to give us the revelation of God on that matter. Hallelujah. So I'm going to give um, an illustration like I like to give. Um, permit me. There, there were two incidences that really struck me that made me start thinking about interpretation and how do I interpret the events of my life? Do I see the hand of God or do I get overwhelmed and do I think that ah, sure mercies, where is this mercies? Does it really look like mercies? Now, one of my daughters is um, particularly energetic and when she was much younger perhaps she did not exactly know how to channel that energy and so it leaded in a lot of outcomes that you know um i'll say i was not particularly pleased with so one day i had dressed her up for church in a very girly outfit with all the girly paraphernalia frills flowers and everything and i said look you're going to church and this dress is coming back in total shalom so she smiled and we went to church and we were still at our old location there and I was standing somewhere. I still remember where I was standing at the media stand. And she just runs to me and says, Mommy. I said, what? She said, you will not believe it. So I said, okay, here we go. I said, what? She said, you know, when you gave me this dress in the morning, there were no pockets. But look, now I have two. And somehow she had successfully managed to rip a tear here. And I looked at her I said, okay. Okay, but you know, shortly afterwards, I decided, okay, maybe it's time for her to be able to tell time on her own. So I, started, I got her a wristwatch, her and her other sister that was working. You know, before then, they used to use this fancy toy wristwatches. So um, I had just given it to her. It wasn't up to two hours. I went to take a nap. So she woke me up and said, mommy, mommy, wake up. I said, what is it? And when I saw the wristwatch in her hand, my heart started racing. I said, oh, God, no. She said, mommy, hmm. You will not imagine. I said, what? She said, do you know, you will never ever have to worry about opening this wristwatch to change the battery. I said, why? She said, because it's going to be open forever. <laughs> so I looked at it and I saw that she had, she tried to see how it was working. So she broke it and she tried to put it back. It wasn't coming back. And she was just thinking, God, what would I tell this woman? I said, you don't have to worry. It's going to be open forever. You know, so I started looking, perspective, how do we see our lives? How do we interpret the events, the things that happen to us? Hallelujah. So the disciples came to Jesus after he sent them out and they said, Master, you won't believe it. When we went out, the demons obeyed us. I mean, so many things were happening. And he said, is that really why you're happy? Is that, is that the reason for your joy? He said, this is not why you should rejoice. You should rejoice rather that your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. If your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, can you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Amen. So we're going to be looking at three people in the Bible real quickly. We're going to look at Apostle Paul. So there's something that 
mercy does mercy places us in the place that we should be per time it makes sure that we do the things that god has ordained for us to do when he called us to this earth because jesus said lo i have come to do that which is written about me in the volume of the book so there is something written about you in the volume of god's book for your life do i have a witness so apostle paul had a very successful and vibrant ministry shortly after he gave his life to christ we read about his missionary journeys we read about what he went how he went about with silas how he went about with barnabas and how they were establishing churches and then so many things were happening and how aprons and handkerchiefs were taken from the body of paul and then they were laid on the sick and what happened the sick they, they recovered and then they became well. Hallelujah. So we could say that he had a very remarkable ministry. But now in, with the hindsight of 2,000 year advantage, if we look back at Paul's ministry, do you know that the most significant, the most remarkable years of his life, the years that left the most legacy were the years that he spent in prison writing those letters that have become the foundations of the doctrine of our faith. Hallelujah. So it's possible to be in a place like Paul and then it's like you've been on the mountain and it's looking to you that you're in the valley. But God says, judge not anything before it's time. Hallelujah. Because there is a perspective that God is using to look at things that we need to pray that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened so that we begin to see our lives through the way God sees it. And we begin to know that the things that should give us joy, the things that should call for thanksgiving are the things that give God joy and the things that make his heart glad. Hallelujah. Because God was looking at Paul and was like, yes, I'm grateful for all the people that have been healed. Thank God for the churches that you established. You're establishing. And do you know that even just a few hundred years down the line, those churches cease to exist. But look at all of us. Look at you. Look at me. We are here. Because Paul wrote those letters in prison. And he, even in chains, he said what? Rejoice evermore. And again, I say what? Rejoice. Hallelujah. We look at King David. Who God gave the word that we was even the basis, the theme of our convention, the sure mercies of David. You know, we, we spoke about how that mercy places you in the place that you should be per time and causes you to do the things that you should do per time and causes you to see your life the way God sees it. Amen. So King David did a lot of great things. I mean, he killed a lion, he killed a bear, he played the harp that drove out the demon from the life of King Saul. But you know that the most remarkable thing that King David probably did was when he killed Goliath. And why was that? Because he would need the credibility of killing Goliath when he was in the caves of Adullam. What do you think made those men go and meet him in the cave? Because he was playing a harp? Because he was killing sheep? It was because they could vouch. They could say, this man is a solid person. They saw him kill Goliath. And that's why even though he was anointed with oil, when he came back, you know, the women had already danced and seen and put him in trouble, actually. But when he came back, he had the credibility. And that is why when you are facing your giants, you do what? You give thanks. You give thanks because you are building capacity. You are building capacity. You are building credibility for the days ahead and for the work that God has ordained for you to do. Hallelujah. And then next of all, and ultimately, we look at our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, that Jesus went about doing what? Doing good. 
healing the oppressed, healing everyone that was sick. You know, Jesus healed the sick, he raised the dead, he fed the hungry. These were remarkable things that Jesus did. And when Jesus said, look, the prince of this world has come, but he has no part in me. And he said, for this purpose was the son of man manifest that he might do what? Destroy the works of the devil. And I mean, he did his things and he did them so well that the people looked at him and they did what? They tried to make him king. But Jesus knew the reason for which he came to earth. And that reason was not just to heal the sick and to raise the dead, but was to raise a people who will begin to heal the sick and a people who will raise the dead because his number one mission was to die on the cross so that through his death we would have forgiveness for our sins and through his resurrection we would have deliverance from who we used to be. Hallelujah. So what am I saying this morning? I'm saying that the events of your life need to be interpreted by the eyes of the Spirit. You need to begin to look at the things that are happening and begin to understand, God, what are you saying to me? What are you telling me? It is beyond how you feel. It is beyond what people see, but it is what God has told you. It is about his word that has come to live in your heart. Hallelujah. So there is a quickening, there is an awakening that must happen on the inside of us. Hallelujah. So that we begin to live like Jesus lived. So that we begin to see through the eyes of Jesus. Hallelujah. So that even on our way to the, in quote, cross, we know that beyond the cross, there is a, there is a resurrection. Hallelujah. There is a resurrection to the life that God has ordained for us to live. Amen. So in every area, in every phase, at every point in time, we are ready to live in thanksgiving. Because we know that thanks be to God, who always, 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 without exception, causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. So it doesn't matter how it looks like. You might be like, oh, we just finished Show Mercy Conference. I was hoping for these things to happen. Ah, but thanks be to God. Thanks be to God who always causes you to triumph over that situation and over that circumstance. He cannot fail. He does not fail. His word never fails. His word is faithful and his word is true. Hallelujah. Rise up on your feet this morning in victory. Rise up in victory. Rise up in victory. And give thanks to our King and our Lord who never fails and who will never change and who will never fail you. Amen. So we are going to do two things this morning. I'm going to read a psalm. And while I read it, you are going to begin to thank God for every situation and circumstance of your life. For every mountain, every valley, whether you're on the highways of life or on the byways, begin to thank God for that place. And begin to ask that God help me not to be carried away by the good things and distracted not to stay in the God things. Because the good things might look attractive. The God things might not seem like it. But that is where God's hand is for you. Ask God that God, Father, lead me to the place that it is written about me in the volume of your book for me. That I might always live in joyful thanksgiving. Just begin to thank God as I read these Psalms. Psalm 34 says, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. 
Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. I look to you and I'm radiant, Lord. My face is never covered with shame. Lord, I cried to you and you heard me. And you saved me from all of my troubles. Thank you, Father, for your angels encamp around me because I fear you and you deliver me from him that is too strong for me. I have tasted and I have seen that the Lord is good and I am blessed because I take refuge in you, my God. I fear you, Father, and I ask that even everyone that fears you receives your abundance, your overflow. Thank you, Jesus, for those that fear you lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, and listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil. Thank you, Father, because I keep my tongues from evil, and my lips do not tell lies. I turn from evil, and I do good. I seek peace, and I pursue it. Thank you, Father, because your eyes are on me, for I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father, because your ears are attentive to my cry. Thank you, Father, Lord God Almighty, because when I cry out, you hear me, and you deliver me from all of my trouble. Thank you, Father, because you are close to me when I am brokenhearted. Thank you, Lord, because you are close to me when I am crushed in spirit. Thank you, Father, because even though the righteous may have many troubles, you deliver them from all of them. Hallelujah. You protect all my bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. But the Lord will rescue his servants. And those who take refuge in him will never be condemned. Lift up your voice to God this morning and say, Father, I take refuge in you. I take refuge in your word that cannot fail. I take refuge in your promises that is able to save even to the uttermost. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I thank you because you are the resurrection and you are the life. And even as you are, so am I in this world. In the name of the Lord Jesus, and I speak over my life, the victory of the cross of Jesus. I speak over my circumstances, the victory of the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have given thanks. Can you give the Lord a shout of praise? A shout of victory. If victory is yours in Christ Jesus, give the Lord a shout of hallelujah. Amen. Indeed, victory is ours. And it's not over until we win. Because that is what is written about us in the volume of God's book. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, we'll be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now, 
You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.